This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create positive change in the world every day by being a conscious consumer. I'm your host, Laura Alexander Wittig, founder of Brightly.eco, and I started this podcast a few years ago because I wanted a place to talk about the gray areas around sustainability and how being a conscious consumer can be challenging and confusing but it's totally doable. So join me in the name of reducing waste and living positively in the name of the planet. listeners, I am so excited to welcome back Sarah Robertson Barnes to the podcast. Um, she is the low waste living expert and a founder of Sustainable in the Suburbs. We actually just chatted about Thanksgiving, but as we're in the midst of now Christmas, which by the way, my mind is always blown about like how quickly that happens and, and then Halloween is kind of stacked on top of it. And I'm like, why don't we have like holidays spread out a little bit more? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, since we're in the Christmas uh, swing of things or really the, the main holiday season, I thought it would be awesome to have Sarah back to talk a little bit more about um, things that we can do to reduce waste around the Christmas and um, really, uh, you know, a holiday season. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, thanks for having me back, Laura. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, listeners, like I said, we, uh, you know, we, we, Sarah and I previously chatted about different things that we can do to reduce waste during Thanksgiving. Um, but as we start to think about, and for, for all intents and purposes, we'll be referring mostly to Christmas during this episode, but we totally understand there are a lot of other holidays, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, et cetera, that are, you know, celebrated throughout the world. So, you know, pardon if, if I use the word Christmas too much, everybody, I'm, I'm really trying to think about the entire holiday season. Um, but when we think about the, the traditions um, and all of the, uh, you know, the, the pomp and circumstance for, for better or for worse <laughs> as, as as these holidays go uh you know start start to uh pass for me i just think about waste i don't know about you sarah mm -hmm. but that, that's kind of the first thing that comes to my mind it's wild i mean it is a shopping holiday if we want to get real about yes. it um, yes and so i think it's something like 25 percent more trash is produced uh between american thanksgiving and christmas than any other time of year because we're shopping more. Yeah. Um, and so when we think about pounds of trash, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm not throwing out five pounds of trash per day. But there's also all the waste that you don't see. Yeah. Um, so everything that went into producing all the stuff that we're buying and the wrapping paper and the candy and all that kind of stuff, we're purchasing way more. And so as a result, we're producing a lot more waste. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. Like, you're right. It's like, I was just talking about the difference between Christmas and all these other holidays, which, right, like, let's call it for what it is, shopping holidays. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, for using physical items, and we'll talk about, like, ways you can gift mm -hmm. with lower waste, because uh, we're super um, excited about that piece. But, yes, I mean, traditionally, I think we've kind of conflated showing appreciation or love to somebody through like the giving of a physical gift and so that mm -hmm. whole thought process is inherently going to produce waste <laughs> like yeah. if you think about it that way right and a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are going to be really challenging that notion of what constitutes a gift yes. and that it doesn't always have to be stuff absolutely and as we as we get into this now I mean from my perspective some of the most mm -hmm. meaningful gifts I've ever received 
have not been traditional things. And so we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that a little bit. But I think before we get into it, thinking more about just the statistics around waste. Um, So you talked a lot about like, yeah, the physical trash that's generated. Um, But when we think about, I mean, we just we're recording this two days after quote unquote Cyber Monday, which Mm-hmm. I think I was actually, <laughs> Facebook did one of those things where it like reminded me of something I said literally, I think it said 13 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like in 2010. And I, I guess in 2010, I took to Facebook to rant about how quote unquote Cyber Monday was not great for me because all the websites were down because yeah. 13 years ago, we didn't have the infrastructure that we do today. Um, right. So that made me laugh. But it, it reminded me, the reason why I'm bringing that up is it reminded me that like Cyber Monday is still a relatively recent thing, but mm-hmm. it's very, very, you know, that along with Black Friday, et cetera, are holidays designed to, to get people to purchase as much as possible. And oftentimes in the um, excitement, for better or for worse, of, of these holidays, we purchase too much, or maybe mm-hmm. we purchase the wrong things, but we're worried, maybe we purchase something in like four different sizes because the deal is so good and we're afraid that it's going to go away. Well, a big part, and you, you mentioned this a second ago, but it's returns, both mm-hmm. in terms of the waste that's generated from like the actual return process. But when we think about carbon emissions from shipping and the back and forth and the logistics, it's kind of mind blowing. Yep. It really is. And I mean, we need to really think about what is happening with our returns. Um, so it's not just going back on the shelf in a lot of cases it's ending up in landfill. It just goes straight to landfill because it's cheaper for a large uh, corporation that we're all familiar with um, to simply just bin it rather than pay someone to restock that. So we're talking billions of pounds of returns ending up as landfill waste every year. Absolutely. And actually, listeners, if you want to hear about it from like a a direct experience, so you may or may not know, um, in addition to running Brightly and having this podcast good together, I also own a new uh, children and adults pajama company. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. Kind Thing. And we, for a long time, so I, because I'm so obsessed with uh, waste and all these things and how inherently fashion is wasteful, for a while, I actually said no returns. Like I said, final sale. I know that's not the most customer friendly thing, but mm-hmm. I said, look, it is the, the pajamas because they're kids' clothing. It's harder for us to resell them from a safety perspective. And mm-hmm. The shipping and carbon emissions, everything was is really expensive. So I actually got away with that for almost a year, which is amazing. <laughs> but as yeah. we grew, uh, you know, people obviously were like, "Look, I sometimes I've got a return exchange." So I said, "Okay, let me let me think more about this." And so, what happens when somebody contacts Kind Thing and says, "I need to make a return?" I mean, first of all, we um, we do have to have a restocking fee, just like you just said, Sarah. It's it's not like it's it's not free. Like it's not free to re- to receive a package. And like open it and say, wait a second, I've got to put it back on the shelf. So like we um, we actually use a fulfillment center now, which is cool. For mm-hmm. a long time, I was doing everything out of my house. But yes, I have to pay somebody the fulfillment center to take that on. The other thing is, you know, we've got to put that package back in the mail. So that costs money in addition to you know, yeah. carbon emissions. Um, and then sometimes we can resell it. Sometimes we can't. Like I just said, like it, there, it's safety reasons, et cetera. Um, and there's actually a company that reach out to us um, and they're what they're trying to do is basically work with with smaller companies and say look we're actually just going to buy all your returns from you and then relist them on a resale market which i think is kind oh. of interesting um yeah but the customers are gonna have to pay for that so anyway tbd listeners if you if you care about my return saga but one of the things <laughs> that i thought that was interesting about the way that company was approaching things was they were like yeah look 
we as a company will just take all this away from you as a business, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But my hypothesis is that people are going to be mad and aren't going to want to pay for it because everybody just expects free stuff, right? <laughs> right. And so the too long didn't read on that is that free shipping is not free. Exactly. A hundred percent. There are so yeah. many different things that go into that. Um, and yeah. so, you know, uh, the other thing is like, you can even see when you're looking at your mail carrier, how many more packages they're handling right now at this time of year. I mean, it's just bananas. Um, so, so we talked about that. So like one way to reduce this is to number one, like, and we're going to talk about ways to like, just not do online shopping at all. And like, that's going to mm-hmm. be probably the more fun part of our conversation. But while we're on the topic, like number one, if you're going to buy a bunch of stuff, please try and put it all in one order. I, you, I can't even tell you the amount of people I saw making like duplicate things. Like, and most companies can't combine orders. So like, that's one thing. If you think about like the sheer volume of packages, like please combine your orders. Number two, like just think, be really mindful about when you purchase things, just like we talked about in our Thanksgiving episode, like try to be prepared. Um, I know we're, we're recording this after the, the big uh, online shopping event, I guess, but mm-hmm. you know, try to have a list, like try not to like make a bunch of impulse purchases, right? I'm sure you, when you do shop like that, Sarah, you, you are prepared. Usually, yeah, I try to keep a list in my phone all year of when yeah. I hear people mention certain things. Um, I'm not great at ideas on the fly. So when something pops into my head, I just have to put it into my notes app. And then I can look back on it later and try to get something for somebody or an experience or what have you that really yeah. is with it, with their vibe. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll talk about that too. But I think, yeah, just being prepared, doing a little bit less, combining it. Great. Okay. So yeah. that kind of wraps up uh, our um, and that's a pun intended because now we're going to talk about wrapping paper. <laughs> <laughs> but that wraps up talking, I think, about online shopping. Um, but thinking about like, okay, you know, and, and we'll we'll talk more about like the, the, the gifts themselves. But um, the entire process of gift giving often involves wrapping paper. And so mm-hmm. another statistic we wanted to throw at you guys was over 2.3 million pounds per year of wrapping paper in the U.S. specifically winds up in landfills. And I'm not surprised mm-hmm. by this. Anybody that's like sat with their family on uh, a, a gift giving evening has seen this, right? <laughs> yep, the bags and bags of garbage, and even worse. I even think that number is that estimate is quite low because I end up seeing a lot of it in recycling boxes after, yep. and it is not accepted in recycling programs. That's Almost right. all it of is. it. And That's so right. what happens is it contaminates the blue bin and then those whole truckloads are contaminated and can't be sorted and it will all go to landfill. So I yeah. think we're not capturing the amount that's truly ending up in landfill. A hundred percent. People are recycling yeah. away that wrapping paper, yes. which is just not and, helpful. Yeah. So, and the reason that wrapping paper is not accepted in most recycling programs is because it is typically coated in plastic. Yeah. Um, so that shiny paper, the shiny designs, the glitter, which is just fancy microplastic, the tape, the ribbons, the bows, all of it, it's all just really fancy trash. So unfortunately it cannot be recycled. Oh my gosh. Fancy trash. It's such a good mm-hmm. way to think about it, but it is. Um, and yeah. so, you know, so as a, uh, what to do after we've shared this with you. I mean, number one, one thing that I thought what was actually like way ahead of her time was my mom and actually my now mother-in-law, they've always been really big at saving some of that stuff. So mm-hmm. yes. saving bows or saving the paper. Um, paper obviously is harder to save, but there are certain ways actually that if you wrap, um, there's like specific ways that you can wrap paper where 
um, if you kind of give it like a durable uh, edging basically. But anyway, it makes it a little bit easier to take the paper off in one piece. Um, but yeah, just save those bows. Like you don't have to have brand new bows or even gift tags. Like we love to do the thing where like, if somebody's used a gift tag, we'll just cross out the name and write another name the next year, <laughs> which like, sorry, I have whatever. <laughs> I've been reusing the same gift tags for years because people know they're from me. I have them on like little like banker cards. Do you know what I mean? Like those little cardboard yep. little tags. And then I have a stamp kit and I'll just, I'll stamp Laura on it. And then you just know it's from me because it looks That's like so it's, good. it's from me. <laughs> and then at the end, people just hand them back to me. And so they go right back in the little bag and I just have to pick one out. Look for your name. I know I've got one in there. So I've just been reusing the same tags for years at this point. That's so good. So you're saying like year over year, the, everybody gets that same tag. Like you had one that said Laura with a year Santa over on it. Year. Yeah. Oh, cool. I like Absolutely. that. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's really awesome. interesting when you do, when you do things like that, when you wrap in cloth, which we'll talk about in a second, um, folks are really interesting in how they value the material they'll really yep. carefully open the fabric wrapping and fold it back up and make sure it stays to the side and it gets back to you versus just tearing it open and throwing it on the floor. So you just intrinsically see that difference in how we value the material. And Absolutely. so, you know, it's, it's not going to end up in the trash. It's going to end up right back in your hands. And so I've been using the same fabric squares for years and years now. Um, it's called Furoshiki Wrapping. There's lots of great tutorials on YouTube of how to do it really fancy. Um, everything from wine bottles to boxes to food baskets, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I get all of my fabric for that at the thrift store. Yeah. I just go to like the sheets and random materials area and I just look for something that's it doesn't have to be like quote Christmassy I just sort of go with plaids or checks or something like that um, and then I just cut them with pinking shears because I do not know how to sew to, <laughs> to make the edges <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> yeah so I just do I just do the cheater scissors which is fine and um, tie them all up and then I just will tie on um, a little like natural bits or bobs like an orange slice or a little piece of cedar or a cinnamon stick or what have you, um, with that little name tag that I talked about. And for tying up things, I just use, uh, I found this huge cone of green yarn at the thrift store like 10 years ago. Wow. And I'll probably be using it for the rest of my natural life. <laughs> I love um, it. I it, love yeah, it. it is 100% yarn. So if I, it doesn't get handed back to me, then it can be composted. That's awesome. And so Sarah just gave us like all of the tips for not using paper. In, in one go. And so listeners, you've got it. Cloth, reusing things. I think that's such a great idea. Um, and of course, there are like Brightly even we produced uh, a, a cloth gift wrap last year. So there are companies that even like actually purchase like quote unquote cloth squares for gift wrap. And they're great. Like, I mean, they're they're pretty and all that stuff. But what the reason why I like how Sarah shared this is you don't have to do that. You can like literally go to the thrift store um, and you could also just like look around your house. Like, I don't know about you guys, but we have way too many like cheaply made old fleece blankets. Like we just have a bunch of those and they usually have cute patterns on them. You can use that. I mean, granted a thicker fabric like that's not going to be quite as easy to tie, but doesn't matter. Like you can still use that. Um, I've actually also, yeah. yeah, you can make it work. I've actually also done that, um, with like, so let's say I was going to give somebody that fleece blanket. I don't usually do that, but Anyway, um, let's let's say that I actually would use that as the wrapping. So I've, I've done this. I'm trying to remember exactly what I've done it with, but I've done it with wine bottles before. Right. Maybe I was giving somebody like a 
like a nice like uh, bandana or something can't remember but yeah I just use that as the wrap and so just like yeah you can make being, it part of the gift being creative and actually one thing that I find very weird but I'll, I'll share this with you listeners is that if you do shop on Amazon which a lot of people do Amazon mm-hmm. does have this like little gift wrap checkbox and what that gift wrap actually is it, it just ends up being this like big I don't know what it's made out of listeners so, like I'm, I'm sure it's not the most sustainable thing ever but it's like a big reusable cloth gift bag um and yeah, so those are pretty decent they're decent so like if yeah. you're gonna if you need to if you need to shop there and you need to put something in there go ahead because like that reusable gift bag is gonna last you for a long time too um and finally the last thing i'll say is like if you know if you're close to the people you're giving gifts to which i assume you are but like let's just let's say that it is okay to ask for the stuff back or like set that precedent um yeah. people will and i've never had to ask for it back it just comes oh. back um, oh, that's awesome. So even when we we send gifts to my sister-in-law and she sends them back and we just end up, I'll send it back in her fabric and she sends it back in mine. And so I found that little parts of the family have started to adopt all these different um, things that they see us doing, which is really nice. I was going to ask you about that right when you said that. So that's really yeah. cool that you have set the precedent there. I love that. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you do want to wrap in paper, paper, excuse me, and that's fine because that's something that we're used to, especially with little kids, like they like to tear open the paper and that sort of thing. Um, There's some ways that you can get around that. So you're probably getting a lot of packages in the mail right now that are coming with paper inside them. So keep that paper. You can also use any paper bag that you get from a store. Um, So like from the liquor store or the grocery store or whatever, cut them, turn them inside out. And now it's brown paper. You can have your kids color on them. You can stamp them. You can potato stamp them, whatever you want. Um, And don't worry about if it's wrinkled. I have a a really old reel. I can repost it, but it's basically just crinkle it more. Um, yeah. That makes it look really like nice and soft and it looks like it's on purpose and it, it ends up coming re- out really nicely. Um, so I do that for certain things as well. And even the boxes that your packages come in are sometimes like still pretty decent on the outside. And you can do that same thing. Just tie some cute yarn or ribbon around it with your orange slices and cranberries or whatever. And it's fine. It doesn't have to be flashy. People will really notice the sort of simple minimalistic wrapping that you're doing. And that's how you plant the seed in their head for next year. Yeah, I love that. And you also, you've talked about like, yeah, just getting creative with what you have around your house, right? Yeah. Like newspaper, newspaper, like, maps. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. No, I love that. And again, if you don't have it around your house, you can always check the thrift store. You could use your buy nothing group, which we talked about last time. Um, mm-hmm. And just say like, does anybody have any extra X, Y, and Z and see how that goes. Um, so oh, yeah. I, yeah, go ahead. Check, check your buy nothing group as well. So when my parents downsized, my mom downloaded all of her um, Christmas stuff to me. And it was like miles of ribbon and the bows and glittery stuff. All of it wasn't my style. So I just put it up on our buy nothing group and it was snapped up in like three minutes. Um, so yeah, we're keeping it in use and out of the landfill a little bit longer and that's good enough. Use up what you already have first and then start transitioning into some of these other methods. Yeah, absolutely. And that stuff is expensive. Like if you've ever, mm-hmm. if you guys have like gone to buy some of this new lately, it's very expensive. So just mm-hmm. like if you're even like, let's say you're opening your Christmas box, you have a, a 
thing of old wrapping paper that you've seen a million times and you're just really over it, yeah, put it in buy nothing. Somebody else isn't over it. They, they'll take it. So I, I think that's exactly. just such a great idea. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about like in the vein of what you just mentioned, like decor and like holiday mm-hmm. lights, et cetera. So one statistic that we found was holiday lights consume enough energy. Again, I believe this is in the U.S. to power 400,000 homes per year. Again, that almost seems low to me, but isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I mean, in this economy, like who, <laughs> I know who, who can afford that like extra bump in their electric bill. Right. And again, like I get it. They're pretty, they bring us joy. Like we're living in a hellscape right now. It's fine. Um, if you are purchasing new, look for, um, led lights that are putting yeah. out like that, that take lower wattage or even just scale back what you're putting out. So we don't do up our whole house. I just have two tiny little deer that I put yeah. out in the front yard um, that I've rewired because they're, I don't know, like 20 years old at this point. Um, <laughs> and I just throw those out there and call it a day. Uh, it's fine. You can do it or not do it, but just be really mindful of the amount of electricity that that's taking. And, and you'll notice that in your wallet. Another thing that I've, I've figured out has been, you know, in addition to minimalizing uh, what, what we're talking about, like, and truly like saying like, I'm okay with having a few deer <laughs> or just like being okay with that. <laughs> like also, again, looking at what your neighbors are doing, like maybe chatting with them about it too. Like if you're out in your yeah. walk, just like, Oh, I love this. Like creative, like, like, like you just talked about with the wrapping paper, like trying to inspire this type of, you know, minimalism in your neighborhood can be a really cool thing. Um, and mm-hmm. then also like, maybe you start talking to somebody, maybe they're um, a couple that's looking to downsize just like your mom did. Maybe they're like, you know what? We actually don't have, a need to like put up all these lights anymore. We're, we're kind of past that point of our life. So maybe that's a, a, um, a time for you to be able to take that off their hands, just like you wouldn't buy nothing. So I think it's just a, like we, like you said, listeners, you don't have to stop doing any of the things you're used to, like we're mentioning, just being a little bit more mindful and, and thinking about more creative ways to go about it makes a really big difference. Yeah. And be okay with doing less. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we live next door to the Griswolds, basically. Um, the amount of time that they spend putting up their lights and taking them down and all of that, <laughs> it's just not something that I'm interested in. Yes. Um, and so if it's something that you don't enjoy doing, you don't have to do it. Exactly. No, and yeah. I, I feel the same way. I mean, I also, I like to decorate for the holidays. Like we, we got our tree up a little early this year, um, but then we waited a little bit to basically put our ornaments on because we we were just like, whatever. Now it's a Thanksgiving tree (laughs) for a second and we'll put the ornaments on it. Um, But what I was going to mention is, you know, just I personally don't have the time or the energy or the the will willpower to do a ton of stuff. So just being okay with that and realizing that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have stuff that you don't do year over year, like just give it away. Like we mentioned, like somebody else will probably use it. And then you prevent something from either going in the landfall or just kind of sitting and collecting dust. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, so we talked about like decor, et cetera. And, you know, last uh, episode, uh, listeners should definitely should check out our Thanksgiving episode, even if it's not Thanksgiving anymore. We have a bunch of great tips in there, but Sarah did a lot of, um, sharing with us about like, uh, DIY decor. And so Sarah, I wonder mm-hmm. if you just give a few, a few moments to that, because I feel like that was really cool to hear how, how you do that. Yeah, it's very similar to what I talked about in the Thanksgiving episode with just kind of leaning into what you can find outside on the ground for free. 
Um, so I put up a, a reel the other day about not purchasing packaged pine cones and some people are really in their feelings about that. What? Um, but why yeah. would anybody it's, argue with you about that? That's so like, weird. But I like them like, okay, that's fine. But they're also free outside on the ground in the parking lot. That's so um, weird. And I know that not everybody is going to have pine trees around them, conifers, what have you. I'm like, that's okay. I can't grow a palm tree in my front yard, you know? Um, so it yeah. doesn't all have to look the same, like really lean into what is local to you. Um, and so I do inside, I do a bit of like cedar garland. I just cut it off the tree in my yard, um, on my mantle. And then I make a citrus garland every year. Uh, so I go to the reduced produce section in our grocery store and grab a couple of the sad looking oranges yeah. um, and I'll, I'll dehydrate two or three of those every year. And they last for years. And really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, as long as they're thoroughly dry, they'll last for years. The color will darken over time, but I think that just makes them look prettier. Um, so I'll make a couple of those, um, just with, again, the yarn that never ends and some dried cranberries. Um, I've also I knitted a few Christmas trees this year. and then Knitted made them? I knitted them, yes, and I wow. made some cones out of an old cereal box to, like, stand them up. So I'm excited to share those. Um, and yeah, just like dogwood sticks and birch branches and pine cones and citrus garland and cinnamon sticks, uh, which you can get at the bulk store for pennies, things like that, that aren't covered in glitter. Glitter is really yes. my nemesis this, this time of year, because once these natural items are covered in glitter, they can't go in the compost anymore. They're covered in, oh, yeah. in microplastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've yeah. never been a glitter fan myself. I mean, even before I learned about yeah microplastics and all that stuff, but mm -hmm. yeah, just in general, it gets everywhere. It's messy. Like, I don't know. I just, I find it really strange that it's still a thing, but actually that kind of reminds me, um, we did have this fun. I actually, it's, we've done a reel on it a few times, but it reminds me if you're looking for like, I don't even know if I want to say glitter, but more like a confetti type effect, you actually can go mm -hmm. out and hole punch leaves, like find different yes. color leaves and hole punch them. Um, and you can use, I don't know, a Christmas tree hole punch or a Santa tree uh, hole punch mm -hmm. or whatever. But, um, you know, that can look really cool. And actually it's like a fun activity to do. I'm sure with a toddler, maybe I'll do that with mine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do things like I all, whatever I can make out of cardboard and yarn and stuff I can find in the yard. That's really what I lean toward. Um, because again, like if you get tired of it, it can go right into the compost bin and Absolutely. if you store it well, it will last for years. And so the impact is, is very, very minimal and it's very true to my vibe. Yep. And when yeah. everything's all over, make sure we talked about this last time as well, just stay organized with the way you put it away. Um, mm -hmm. I was the worst person. Um, I, I would definitely be preaching to the, well, what's the phrase where you're, you shouldn't talk, give advice on something you don't know well. Anyway, <laughs> I was the worst <laughs> person with organization for a really long time. Um, and then I've gotten better. And it's actually nice. Number one, as you organize your decor, you can like fit it all in like one or two bins. Yep. First of all, like if you can't find it in one of those two bins, it's probably not there. So you're, you're like, you know, you're just in a better situation from that perspective. But mm -hmm. it's also just like keeps everything tidy. So if you're organized, you know what you have, um, you get everything out and then you can kind of go from there. So we talked about that um, mm -hmm. once it's time to put everything away. Yeah, we're a one bin family, tree, mantle, everything. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're down yeah. to two, which I'm excited. <laughs> like, well, for a long time, we had a lot more. So I, yeah, I, totally I grew up in a there. 40 bin household. So I think oh, my God. That has something to do with it. But, yes, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, just, I really like that sort of Scandinavian vibe. So I go with that. 
And um, yeah, it's fine. The magic is still there. We're still having a great a great holiday together. It's not about the stuff. It's about being together. So that's what I want to spend my time on. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, and then I, I know I said this already, I'm not going to repeat my silly rapping pun, but <laughs> I think like, just like kind of closing the loop and talking a little bit more about gifts, because we did talk sure. about a few tips earlier, but we alluded to one of my favorite gifting um, techniques, which is experiences. And I mm-hmm. think number one, it's so fun to gift an experience because Number one, like most of the time people, if they're not already going to be doing this themselves, they wish they would have been doing it themselves. So like an example would be like finding a restaurant close by to a good friend that they've maybe mentioned that they want to go to, or maybe they don't even know about it. Like maybe you're like Mm -hmm. finding this like up and coming cool restaurant. Like you do have to do a little bit more research for these experience gifts. And I think like it really shows how much you care about somebody, right? Yeah. And I mean, they can be enjoyed throughout the year and they create a a memory rather than just that, you know, two second high when you open it. Um, And, you know, they'll really think about that for a long time. Uh, When my father-in-law retired, we got him a barista course. And this was like like 10 years ago. And he's still like... Every every morning, it's still a whole production. So I love that. that. The better experience gifts that we've done, but um, there's so many. I mean, we've asked for amusement park passes for the family this year, and now that our boys are tall enough to go on all the rides, so that's something that we would really love for next year. And then every single time we go, we can say, "Oh, isn't that so cool? Grammy and Grandpa got us this for Christmas." Yeah, that was awesome. Um, And it can be. It doesn't have to be a huge thing like an amusement park. It can be like Auntie will take you ice skating. Or we're yep. going to go for a hike or I'm really into cold plunging. So I would purchase that for like, let's go to my, my cold coach's studio. And, um, you know, any, it could be the art gallery. There's so many different options that don't even have to cost money. Yep. Uh, I totally it's agree. Like time we, together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other ideas like we done like zoo, if you're, if you're a fan of the zoo or local museums passes mm-hmm. or, um, you know, gift cards that go towards memberships, I think are really great. Um, my daughter is, she just turned two. So she's a little bit too young for like most dance classes, but somebody told us about something called tutu school up here, which is like mommy and me, I guess you're like sort of ballet. I mean, I'm sure it's just jumping around, but like, that's going to be really fun. And it's like on our list. And the, the thing that we love to do too, with our experience gifts, when we receive them is we always take pictures and text right after it. So we'll say, Thank you so much. Like, and so it's again, a good way to stay connected to somebody throughout the Mm -hmm. year. Um, So yes, totally a huge fan of experience gifts. Um, And then I think we, we, we've actually both just said this out loud organically, but we mentioned that we asked for these things, please, please Mm -hmm. make a wish list for people. Um, Or at least if it doesn't have to be a specific wish list, you can even just say what you're interested in lately. Um, And just, the more that you're specific about things, the better, because then you prevent returns. And it, I know yeah. that sometimes, especially like, I think folks in older generations, like they sometimes, I mean, I've heard this from my, both sides of my family where it's like, oh, well, it's like, it's not as fun. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's they not have as to fun. have something to unwrap. That's right. Yeah. And they have to have it yeah. to unwrap or even just like, oh, well, there's like no surprise left. Like you guys tell us what you want all the time, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's because like we know what they're interested in our kids are interested mm-hmm. in etc so you know i would just push back on that a little bit honestly <laughs> yeah and for the most part we all have everything that we need if we're being yes. honest and yes, we you know like we, we we don't really need like more stuff 
Um, so in addition to experiences, I really enjoy um, gifting um, like a nonprofit project. Um, so one that we have right now, we have an advent calendar, um, that each day you open it and it says like the project that was supported by your donation. So it's called 24 good deeds and each one of the little windows, um, your $24 donation each goes to support 24 different projects, um, and like healthcare and climate and all these different things. Um, and also through plan international, has a really great catalog of gifts that, again, same thing that you can support for health and girls' education and empowerment and livelihood and all of these different things that make an, a real positive impact in, in someone's life um, yep. where you're not gifting somebody stuff. Uh, last year, we did food baskets um, on behalf of each set of grandparents, and they were thrilled yep. with that. Um, you yeah. know, so you, you know, the people in your life and if they ask for something, if you're asking like, Hey, what would you like for Christmas? And someone says, Oh, you know, I don't really need anything. Then say like, Hey, is there any, any nonprofit that I can support on your behalf? Yes. Um, you know, th- that's amazing. So I think that it's really time to start thinking about things like that because that's really what the true meaning of the season is, is supporting Absolutely. community and being together. Yeah. And, and, you know, most nonprofits have this like uh visibility mm-hmm. like baked in like they can literally could make a donation in somebody's name um mm-hmm. the other thing that we like to do is you know around this time of year a lot of nonprofits are fundraising or are giving back and so yeah just making sure you find a local one or I mean, doesn't even have to be local but making sure you find one that fits your values and doing your research i think there are mm-hmm. some nonprofits that a lot of us grew up giving to that don't necessarily put the money where you think they're going and I'm not going to name names or anything like that. Cause it really varies, yeah. but just, just do your research. Um, you know, and yeah. a lot of those like, uh, you know, sending an animal to somebody overseas, like that's just not, anyway, just, just take a look into your research. Cause I was actually really surprised, um, to see some of these like more traditional ones weren't a hundred percent doing what I thought they were doing. Um, but yeah. in that, and if you're, thing, if you're I, unsure, like your local food pantry or community fridge is always, always a good, good choice. A hundred percent. And you can volunteer yes. there. Um, that's another like kind of cool experience that mm-hmm. you can do with somebody and then go to dinner or what, whatever. But I, I think yeah. in general, making sure that we're, we're giving back and thinking about giving back this season is super important. Uh, well, so I, I can't believe we're already at half an hour. Um, and I, know. I feel like we could probably talk about this forever, but it is a really fun time of year and listeners like we hope that your, you know, your holiday season goes well and that, you know, everything uh, you know, happens the way you'd like it to. And if it doesn't, then, uh, you have a way to decompress in a way that, that makes sense to you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think in closing, Sarah, I was curious, like our, uh, my podcast, uh, producer and I we were kind of going through some different questions and I, she suggested this one. I love it. And so I'll ask it to you and then I'll, I'll answer myself as well when you're done, but here's a good question for us, which is, so share where you went wrong in the past from this <laughs> previous advice, like, and, and what have you learned from that mistake? Um, in order to make your celebrations more sustainable moving forward. So that's a good one. I'm going to think for a second. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, when I first went, quote, zero waste, I went real hard in every aspect. And I got it in my head that I was going to make gifts for every single person on my list. Yes. And that was brutal. I was still finishing things at, like, midnight on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So I would not do that again. Um, I'm not trying to give myself carpal tunnel knitting socks for everyone this year. 
Yeah. And so I had to, I had to kind of scale that back and realize that like, there's so many local artisans around me that I can purchase from and support their craft and their business. And I don't have to do everything myself and it doesn't have to be perfect. Absolutely. No, I love that one because you're right. I, th- I think we've all kind of like overstretched ourselves mm-hmm. in, in the name of the holidays. Mine would be, I mean, we kind of already talked about it, but mine would be just being wasteful with wrapping paper. I I was like, I grew up in a house where yes, people would save bows, but like, it was almost like you would get like a new roll every year or like, I don't know. It was just kind of like, mm-hmm. we, we had a lot of that. Um, and we didn't, I mean, I just felt like it was super wasteful. And so when I went out on my own, I kind of fell into the trap of, yeah, like every year I was just like getting new wrapping paper or just like new, 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 like every holiday season. And one of the reasons why we've gone down to two bins now in my family is because we were just drowning in that amount of decor. And a lot of Mm -hmm. it was outdated. Um, My parents, I don't know about your parents, both my parents, my in-laws have done this where like they downsize and then they just like send me all their old stuff. (laughs) And so I... I was like, we talked about this last time, I think, too. But yeah, like, I <laughs> literally had this, like, boxes and boxes of old decorations, like, show up on my door. So I guess I felt inclined to have to use them. Anyway, I'm going too long in this answer. But just realizing that, like, we said earlier, less is more when it comes to this, yeah. like, decor and stuff. Because you, you I mean, you're going to have to see it every year. So you might as well just... uh calm down. <laughs> right. And I, I think that really hits on the main point of this conversation, which is that yeah. you just have to get really clear about what's important to you. And remember that you set the expectations for your household. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Sarah, it was so fun having you uh, back to good together. I'm sure we'll do this again. Maybe we'll do it every holiday. <laughs> Yay. There we go. I there will, we go. I will see you on Arbor Day, Laura. That sounds good. Yeah, we'll, we'll do even the most like random ones. Like, oh, hey, listeners, did you know it's like National Donut Day today? Let's talk about donuts. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And listeners, as always, uh, we'll include links to Sarah's social media and where you can find her on the internet. Um, in our show notes. So um, happy holidays to you, Sarah, and your your family and to everybody uh, listening. And to you as well. Thank you so much for having me. joining us on another episode of Good Together. To get show notes and more, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. Finally, don't forget to join in on the conversation with us on social media. You'll find us on almost everything at brightly.eco. Don't forget, we're all on this journey together, so have fun putting the planet first and stay curious.